Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for the Christmas joy of special joyness of kind of inventiveness and kickstarterism-ness and positivity-ness and, and everything is wonderful and, and happy and I'm so excited. And just ultimate massive levels of excitedness here because um, there are certain people that you meet that come into your life as you're walking down the crossroads of life and, and you some people, they stop and they ignite a flame in your very being and your very soul and then you walk away and you um, you leave them and you never see them again and other people you manage to keep bumping into them and every time you do there's the little bit of it's like adding a little bit of extra kind of sulfur onto the flame or magnesium and there's a little bit of a bright spark these people in the past some people would say when you're surrounded by such positivity and energy and greatness, it might leave you feeling a little bit nervous. Some people might even say they were maybe feeling a little bit unsettled. <laughs> <laughs> I see what he's doing so, now. got there. With that in mind, I'm going to take you on a journey that involves you going into space. And we're not going to have just one opinion. There's going to be several opinions. So it's not going to be a nebula discussion. It might be an orange nebula discussion instead. Because I've got Lacey... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's what it's I've got be. Mark. I I've got Tom mm-hmm. from Orange Nebula here to talk about Unsettled. Reporting which is on duty. Kickstarter just now and I'm really, really excited. Guys, hi, how, how are you doing? That well, was that was such a good intro. It's the first time I've been described as sulfur. So I that's, know. That's pretty Magnesium. exciting for me. You smell bad, but <laughs> but you're fuel for the flame. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. Um as Kind of expected, it's kind of expected, um, Unsettled, it's just, it's just taken off. I mean, it is the space journey that is going into Warp Factor 10. I mean, how are you guys at the moment? How are you all feeling at the moment in terms, what's the mood like in camp, Mr. Neidlinger? We're super excited, I'll be honest. Uh, the, the level of excitement in the community has us excited, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we spent a lot of time working on the game, but years in fact but honestly the community is where it's at like we just love connecting with people and being inspired by their creativity and and hopefully inspiring them with ours Mm -hmm. you know what really shocked us a lot is like you know we've been we've been working on building this community of people since we started with our first kickstarter campaign that you know the first one that we canceled and just to see now like the night before we launched unsettled um, all of us were receiving text messages, emails, um, phone calls, all sorts of little things that were like, like, uh, I don't want to know, like prayers for us almost, you know, everybody was like giving us their best wishes and, and telling us good luck and how much they love us and how excited they were for us. And I don't know, I just didn't expect that influx. We yeah. were all feeling scared and terrified and excited there was an incredible groundswelling of excitement and none of it had anything to do with the game yeah exactly which was the thing that was so convicting and encouraging and and exciting to us was that the the community was hyped just to hang out with each other on another campaign and have fun and pour themselves into something together and no one was even talking about the game yeah we've got a really cool tribe yeah, no, I mean, it was the case of, I mean, I, 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 I must admit I am a, you know, I'm a massive fan. So, I mean, I took to the Unsettled page and said, right, okay, guys, you know, you got to take, you just jump on this. It doesn't matter kind of where we are with the game, kind of get involved because people were coming on and saying, why should I back it? It's like, well, don't, no, don't worry about your gameplay videos or component <laughs> lists or color schemes or anything. Just, you know, just dive in, even if it's for a buck, just to kind of get involved. And, 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 and it wasn't just like one person. It wasn't like you had somebody in a room going, yeah, garlic mushrooms are the best. You had everybody in the room saying, come on here, here's a spoon, here's a bowl, get some of this down you. It's the best garlic mushrooms you're ever going to have in your life. Seriously. Kind of thing. It's been crazy. People are like, well, yeah, but it's Orange Nebula. And like just the fact that people are talking about the company that way, like, you know, it's Orange Nebula. Like, yeah, get in on it. You know, it's like it gives me goosebumps now just saying it out loud, you know. It it excites us because people are obviously connecting with the community message, which is so important to us. And that, that that is what's exciting 
to them is is very exciting to us. Would you say you're trying to elevate things above a normal kind of Kickstarter campaign? That one of the things, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but one of the things I've experienced is Kickstarter over the last couple of years has become very much more a commercially focused kind of venture. And sometimes when I'm looking at campaigns, a little bit of the heart, a little bit of the wonder that got Kickstarter to where it is just now seems to sometimes be slightly missing. Do you think that people are grasping on to what you guys are doing because they see a lot of heart and passion and soul going back into a campaign and it takes them back to when they were maybe getting involved in Kickstarter in the first place? I think it goes beyond just Kickstarter. I think people want that from from all things and everything Mm -hmm. is heavily commercialized and isn't focused on the depth and meaning that people deep inside want, whether they realize it or not. So I think Kickstarter is just indicative of a larger cultural problem. And in our live stream last night, you know, we had people just thanking us, like, thank you so much for your openness and your vulnerability with all of your answers. It's so nice to just be able to have this kind of connection with creators. And I mean, that's, I think, a big reason why we do use this platform is because the people who gravitate towards Kickstarter are people who want to be connected with the creators of projects. And we want to make ourselves available for that. So it seems like like people are seeing that a lot in our projects every time that we put ourselves out there to answer questions honestly and vulnerably and and mm-hmm. show the passion that we have um yeah that's all the words we're not we're not interested in being part of the meta so to speak we we want to be different we're not trying mm-hmm. to necessarily compare ourselves to anyone or elevate beyond anyone else we just are going a different direction like we just okay. want we just want our brand to mean something different and something special and the people who get it or the people who connect with it are in our community. You know, that in our community is wide open. Whoever wants to be in can be in. And so I think that's that's a huge part of our focus right now. Yeah, um I mean one of the things about one of the things about what's also what's happening as well is um you're kind of backing it up by your actions. As in, in the past, when you released the kind of the expansions for Vindication, it wasn't just a case it was like, oh yeah, they're really friendly and they're building up a really, really good community. And now here we go along with kind of like, oh, the ex- you know, the apologies for things being kind of six months late and things falling behind in schedule. I remember getting like a, um, a message on the last Vindications expansion to say, guys we're shipping this early. You're going to be getting this kind of Bam. earlier than what our shipping date was. So you kind of backed it up with the kind of the actions itself. And I think that that kind of, I think that kind of appeals to the kind of the almost the Luddite guys who maybe don't want to get involved in the the community as much. But what they want is they're maybe sick of, or not sick, but they're kind of getting continually disappointed by having a, an update that says like we've got some big news and the printer files came back this so we've got to sort this out and you guys were just coming in and saying right it's on it's been on the boat for ages <laughs> you're kind of stringing people along to say actually this is going to be in your hands before you even know it's going to be in your hands you know when when things go well and you plan them and they and they do everything lines up we love to be mm. in that position i, I don't want to i don't want to make it sound like we're always going to be in that position because things mm. go crazy sometimes too I will tell you that it's very important for us to keep our word and to do what we say we're going to do. And if something mm-hmm. does go wrong, we let everybody know and we're super transparent about it. That's that's our commitment um, because yeah. we know that things are going to come up that we didn't plan for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't, you know, meet an expectation because of what somebody else is doing. You know, if, if we have a partner or a vendor that has a complication and we can't control it, we have to just pass that message on. I think we do a pretty good job of that. I think I think we're we're very quick to let everybody know. Hey, here's the deal. Here's where we're at. Uh, mm-hmm. We're you know we're we're open to ideas and feedback from you guys and gals and 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 be you know really cognizant of that. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, we do a pretty good job now of trying to get everything dialed in so that so that we can blow people away. 
I mean, it takes hard work. I mean, it's not just the case that this is, you're just, you know, happy-go-lucky, <laughs> breezy type of people. I'm sorry, you I just mean, should have seen the giggles that just happened just now. It's like, it's almost like a painful giggle when you said it's hard work. It's like, like, there's no way to encapsulate how much hard work it really is, like how much yeah. it takes out of your soul to do every task it takes to run a campaign and fulfill a campaign like this. There's a little bit of dead in both of these men's eyes. <laughs> there's, there's a spark in there somewhere. It, yeah. kind of, I don't. I don't want to be the guy that goes off about how hard he works because I, I find those people annoying. But I'll do it, it for it you. It is a lot of hard work. But here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay. No. Okay. No. Step back. Uh, yeah, we, we love what we do and we care about what we do, and I think mm-hmm. it shows. And and we'll just let it be what it is. We'll let we'll let everybody else be the judge of that. Um, one of the things that's surprising, I mean, talking about vindication, because vindication at the time was kind of, and I said this before when we spoke, and it was the little engine that could, that the first time I remember talking to Mark and you were like, I don't know what I did wrong, <laughs> kind of thing. I did my campaign, I followed the books, I read the blogs, it didn't happen. And then a couple of weeks later, as I say, we had the conversation, it's like you're fully funded and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like the, the the picture of the dog on the internet, <laughs> kind of looking at the screen, going, "I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing now." Um, so, and then obviously, vindication seems to be one of these things that is slowly has maintained a momentum in that there seems to be very few people who are turning around going, I don't get this. I don't understand this. This doesn't kind of work for me. It seems to be the people that I know that have played Vindication um, in groups and stuff like that, I've, I've all had a kind of a really, a really, really good time. I mean, was that kind of like a seed that you saw that you're like going, well, we knew it was a good game. It was just a case of waiting because a lot of games don't have that tail where there still seems to be a continual amount of love. But I know I was speaking to, when I was on the Sporadically Bored um, podcast only a couple of months ago, they'd got a vindication to the table for the first time and they were wax and lyrical about kind of how much fun that they had. What have. was that phrase you just used? Wax and what? Waxing lyrical. Waxing lyrical. Okay, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that <laughs> phrase in my lexicon from now on. Thank you. We have to go back into the Scottish phrase book, I think. Can I, can I jump in on top of that before yeah. you go? Um, yeah. I, I want to just give Mark some credit here for a second because Mark, you know, when Mark says that, that he doesn't know what he's doing, that's his humility showing, but that's relative compared to other people because Mark works his tail off and Mark does his homework and Mark yeah. goes above and beyond what most people do. And when something that Mark works on succeeds, it's because of the hard work that he has put in. I, I just, I want to put that out there. Well, and I'll, 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 I'll do, I'll tell the truth here too. And that is, you know, the team does that. It's like nobody can do this by themselves. And so, Hmm. you know, I think that's reflective of our whole team and not, not just me. Um, You know, nobody works harder than Tom either Um, or Lacey or anybody else in our office. Like we care about what we're doing beyond the paycheck. Um, Hmm. And, and yeah, I, I will tell you that I think, I think there have been a lot of people that have enjoyed the game and I'm super, I'm super happy about that. I did not yeah. know that it was going to be kind of <clears throat> as well received as it has been. Um, I built the game for me. Um, I, I mean, the only thing I could do is make the best game I possibly could and made it yeah. f- for me and my friends and playtesters, and like, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, so, you know, th- that's as far as I could take it is, you know, we're doing yeah. the best that we can with what we know and, and we mm-hmm. do study and, and work hard. Overall, I would say that I- I've been surprised by the continued positive feedback, you know, like there's there's the huge spike of positive feedback during a campaign or right when the game is fulfilled and, and out to people. But like we continue to see photos of game nights and people just gushing and gushing about their experience with vindication. And that is yeah. very, very fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. Has it, um, have you thought about doing kind of additional kind of expansions for Vindication as well? Is it going to be something that you're going to jump back into in the future? Or are you quite happy to kind of draw a line under it now, you know, and maybe tuck, 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 tuck into bed? Tuck, basically. tuck, tuck, tuck into bed. That was so cute. 
<laughs> that, that was gonna... so cute that it almost changes my my <laughs> your opinion. My, my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think. Oh, he just grabbed oh, it. He's got one. Yeah. So we uh, all everything that we make. <laughs> he just kissed it. <laughs> we don't we don't consider it to be you know we we don't limit it by being a game. We we're trying to make intellectual property or stories or or bigger. Mm things for people to connect to um we're considering all kinds of things you know maybe maybe we'll do a graphic novel or a book with stories Mm. from vindication or or you know toys or things to inspire people that's kind of how we think about everything that we make same thing with unsettled um and we i mean we put so much into it there's just endless possibilities and so i think the conversations we have are how can we pursue these and and how can we match them up to what our community really desires and it will get the most out of and how can we inspire people to kind of unlock their own creativity through what we're doing and and just share those stories and and i think if you focus on that and instead of the business side i think you know you get a lot more buy-in you get a lot more people want to be involved with what you're doing and i think inherently it helps the business side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when i mean Let's move on to Unsettled because um, it's storming ahead. You know, it's doing exceptionally well. When you first approached it, were you... Did you have a list and said, like, kind of expected things to happen in a space game? And then did you take that whiteboard and chuck it out the window <laughs> and said, okay, let's let's start again and just say, like, what what is... Was it a case of what's going to drive us? What's going to be interesting to us? What's going to make people want to explore and continue to play the game? Did you have a kind of a view of was unsettled? Did it come into your head kind of fully formed? Or did it take an awful lot of work to get it to where it is just now? Well, we didn't really start anywhere close to that. Um, our when, when we work on a project, we start from what we call the sacred concept here in the office. And the question is, what is the the message that we're exploring with this property. And with Vindication, I I see what you're doing there on the screen. This is why no cameras. Is this a result of the huge swig of whiskey you just took? No, 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 not at all. You can't see the cocaine. Okay, okay, disregard. I snorted a little Um, No, so no, I mean like when I laughed, oh God, oh God, that's not what I meant. Okay, oh God. So when we were working on Vindication, Vindication was an exploration into honor. And mm. that that was the sacred concept behind Vindication. With yeah. Unsettled, the it was an exploration of group cohesion and group trust. And yes. all of the mechanics and all of the discussions came from there. And space, science fiction is something that we enjoy, but all of that was just a platform on which to have this discussion about group trust. And it was very much secondary in our early discussions. Most of our early discussions were, okay, how does trust work within a group? And how do people respond to each other when trust is different? What influences trust? What does trust actually mean? Is it just binary? Trust is good or bad? Or is trust a little more interesting than that because people behave differently in different types of trust environments depending on what their own personality is so yeah we the theme of the game early on was all over the map because it didn't matter it it was not you know at one point it was a game about robots another time it was a game about a school um mm. the, that was the, a fun one i liked that yeah one. and we'll, we'll probably revisit those themes because they were fun space but the, academy it was the really point cool. of I the game it. is an exploration of of trust in a group Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if you look at other games where you involve trust, it's usually an extreme amount of trust. If you take, say, for instance, Dead of Winter, Dead of Winter has like a betrayal mechanic. If you look at Battlestar Galactica, you've got another thing which is a case of either somebody's going to turn out to be a human or a Cylon. So it's an extreme level of trust. There's never kind of like a slow degradation of trust or mm-hmm. different levels of trust is either a case that this person is going out to the detriment of the group or everybody or in a lot of cases dead of winter it's such a hard game by itself <laughs> that sometimes you don't bring in the traitor mechanic because it just in some cases it can, can completely kind of collapse the game um in terms of unsettled have you i mean did that introducing like a trust mechanic in multiple levels where people the level of trust in the group 
has different levels. Did that introduce kind of difficult? Did that introduce more challenges in terms of how you constructed the gameplay? Because that would obviously have a cause and effect on how certain things interact with one another. I'm kind of guessing. Yeah, I mean it. It dramatically impacts the gameplay. So, so the mm. the whole study of group cohesion and trust is the awareness of what you do and say and how that affects everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so when, when we started to explore that, we started to get into, okay, well, when trust is high, some people act like this and, and they're at their best because it's super safe and it's secure yeah. and, and they're comfortable. Yeah. But what happens when, when trust is low? And, and so we started to explore what that looks like so that players can kind of have a toggle between high trust and low trust. Yeah. Conversely though, some people actually rise to the occasion when trust is low. Yeah. And then when trust is high, they kind of recede. And and so we started to explore personality traits and what we call peculiarities. And I think that aspect of the game is extremely interesting to us because it's it's a game about we instead of a game about me, right? So mm-hmm. what what we want people to do when they're playing this game is is really immerse and and use language and terminology and, and role play as if this was happening. And okay. so we're and we're getting some of that feedback from the from the playtesters. They're coming back and people are using different voices when they have different traits and they're they're really getting into yeah. it. And I and I think that's kind of the goal. But but you're right. It's not a it's not a just like a turn for the worse, and all of a sudden that person's like a traitor for the rest of the game. Mm. It's it's much more dynamic and it toggles, and and that's interesting because I think that's more true to life. I think I think I that I think that that's what happens um, when situations change, people change, and if we can focus on getting you know leveraging each other's strengths then we are, can accomplish more. And that's that's kind of the, the main through line on this game. Yeah, life is much more nuanced than either we're on the same team or we're enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. In, in one day, mm-hmm. Mark is both my friend and my enemy. It depends on our proximity to lunch. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know me so well. Oh it's my true. gosh. It's enemy that until snacks are there. That made my heart swell just now <laughs> that he said lunch and that was the, the proximity measurement. <laughs> I'm just hoping that we're past lunchtime and you've actually we're not. had something I'm, to eat. I'm ready. I don't. <laughs> I'm ready and hungry. She's I, out of control. I just don't. That's just a scary thing. I'm glad that there's the distance kind of between us you should be my mom my mom tells all my friends if you're gonna if you're gonna be Lacey's friend you should probably keep some skittles in your pocket so that at any time oceans can't save you richard (laughs) (laughs) not safe over there yeah you kidding me is there food over there i'm just hoping i'm just hoping that the front door's locked i've got skittles actually i think i'll find you do you know i've also got i think i've got i got the shellless ones as well that just have got, Skittles. Yeah, they've not got they've the, not got the shells on the outside. The trick is they've to put them out, stuff. put them around your doors in kind of an arc, like one would with salt. Oh yeah, but with That's Skittles <laughs> to keep ants away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking how Elliot would attract attract the kind of ET. Yeah, um, it, it's sort it. of an inverse I Elliot. Pieces, yeah, you get it. I'm I'm not saying. Yeah, was it was it Reese? See, we didn't get Reese's pieces over here, so really? we always thought we always thought there were. Yeah, fun fact about ET. <laughs> is that we didn't know what Reese's Pieces were because oh. we never had them. So we always thought they were like M&M's or S- Smarties. There was something called a Smartie over here, which is just like, you know, it's a, it is like an M&M, a small M&M. So that's what we thought about it. So it didn't make any sense. Reese, Reese's Pieces is just, Reese's, Reese's stuff is just over here just now. We're just starting to get like the, the peanut oh, butter cups. E.T. is just debuting like over there right now. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah, we're just starting to get things like electricity. And, you know, Scotland's oh, yeah, still I very, very... Scotland's still a very, very backward place. The lands um, are out again. <laughs> Wait till Gremlins comes out. It's going to blow your mind. That's right. I just... I, I mean, yeah... I can't. I can't wait. I mean, it's it's always fun, and um, the best part of a Saturday is getting, um, is getting a freshly made pizza and then going to the good old Blockbusters and getting ourselves a rental video. Um, <laughs> That's, always, right. It's That's always, right. Always yeah. a really really good time. Um, Be kind to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
your approach to things is always. He's laughing still about his own joke over here. <laughs> Slightly, I just that's what I try. I'm just trying to work through it. Um, your approach to things has always been slightly different, and that was recently um, apparent in the Kickstarter video. Who? Because the Kickstarter video, to me, because this is why I expect in a Kickstarter video. Okay, I'll, I'll show you. Okay, right? Okay. All right. It was a time of war. <laughs> Yes. Only you can attempt to stop the scourge of the rack raff raff. <laughs> can you do it as four players come along using your skill and your dice <laughs> and your juice kind of oh thing? And, and then it's like, back us on Kickstarter now to get your free packet of Kellogg's cornflakes. <laughs> you know, Haven't you actually um, narrated some Kickstarter videos? I did, but I did good ones. Oh, biting the hand that feeds. Respect, Richard. I have, yeah, because I did, you know, the voices. But yeah, I mean, you've, I mean, for people who aren't aware, kind of like, there's Orange Nebula, which is the game side of things, and then further back from that, you're running a kind of like a creative industry. So as an as an individual, as you know, individuals as yourself, you're kind of, you know, ideas. I take it you. It must be easier for you to step out the normal tropes of what people would expect from a trailer or a Kickstarter video. I mean, how did you approach the Kickstarter video? So did you like it? Unsettled. Did you I, like the video? I thought it was amazing. I actually I messaged them. Um, I messaged uh, Christian Kang just to yes. say, and I, I swore him as well. Yeah, we'll never, so we'll never afford use... him again. Yeah, <laughs> use... we've created a, a monster. He's so good, and he's actually kind of fun to hang out with, too. I was liked a, him here. It was a great collaboration, and, mm. and, you know, he deserves the majority of the credit on that. Mm. I mean, we did collaborate, um, but, I mean, he he made that thing come alive. And I think there is a testament to our team and, and the type of people that we draw um, that mm. kind of connect with our vision and, and the community that we're building, and I think that was a big part of... It was important for him to to want to come in and 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 be part of what we're doing because you know I think the more talented people get, the more selective they become, and and I think that that's a good thing. I can say that when we were prepping for that video, you know, the conversations we were having were okay. So we know what everybody else does on Kickstarter videos. Um, we don't want to break the meta, but we want to work outside of it. You know, we want to yeah. bend it. We want to, you know, we want to do something that's unexpected. Um, and so everybody just like went all in on it for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the approach that we take to all things is, yeah, there's not necessarily more, more even than, you know, let's, let's do something different. Cause I think, I think there are a lot of people who set out and just say to themselves, we're going to do something different just for the sake yeah. of doing something different. And I think the better approach that, that we try to take is to just say, okay, what's the best approach? Mm -hmm. Maybe it is different. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a slight variation from the current thing that everyone's doing, but just looking at everything objectively and just saying what would be the best video we could make right now regardless of what everyone else is doing whether it's the same as them or not yeah on top of that i feel personally that differentiation is a key part of that though too so like tom says that's right sometimes you don't have to deviate just for the sake of doing that because um, yeah. that's having blinders on but we are trying to differentiate ourselves we're not trying to be better than anyone we're trying to be different than everyone yeah. We don't we don't want to be another game publisher. We want to be the only Orange Nebula creative agency in the world. Uh -huh. And so, you know, that's the goal. And and yeah, I mean, as we go, we learn a lot and and we take big swings and and you know, I think honestly for me doing that video was was risky. We didn't really know how it was going to be received and and quite honestly, I didn't really know how it was going to turn out. Um, but with our timeline and everything, I mean, we just went with it and, um, we're really glad that we did cause he crushed it. it I watched it, I think was testament to it. I think there's a lot of <laughs> Kickstarter videos that you end up not watching and it, because it was straight up kind of different and it was also, it was surprisingly enough there wasn't, again, it was kind of like, almost like, well, we're going to kind of give you a little bit of a slip of kind of potentially what this game is like. However, we're going to more tell you the kind of the potential situation because you had 
Tom role-playing and saying, well, his endurance is down, he's dead, or he's not dead, he's kind of, like, unconscious, and then you actually fall, you know, Tom slapping his face down on the table, and that was him out. And then there was a great deal, there was a great deal, I didn't, you know, I was, I was actually terrified for a second when I saw you collapse to the table because I've not seen I've not seen acting like that since probably uh, Dustin Hoffman in Kramer versus Kramer oh, when yes. he's, so he's right. had that final he was typecast. Uh, I, argument and you know I would try to just, be modest about it but it, it you did a good job it, it, if I'm being truly honest that took 30 or 40 takes so yeah. <laughs> so good I think I, um, it's giffing I think there's definitely going to be there's giffing of yes, that there's there giffage is. there's giffage we're gonna get our gif on i also want to say say, it was really nice to be able to showcase Teresa in that video too so you know she's been such a fun addition to our team and she just like threw herself into it and like all the best quotables from the video are from her and like maybe we're thinking about spin-off cartoon series about oatmeal dragon maybe maybe oatmeal dragon is going to define our company moving forward maybe it will (laughs) there's no who came up with oatmeal dragon christian that was christian Really? Yes. Wow. I know. Because it was that one thing. In fact, I just tweeted out, you know, I love you, Oatmeal Dragon. And that yes. was, you know, <laughs> exactly. there's no other reason to do that. Just to, you know, try and to stand on the short tails of somebody else who's more creative and successful than I am, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But, you know, that's how, that's, that's how it be in this here bitch of a planet. Um, <laughs> but, there's more but planets. But the, um, the reception for it was kind of very was extremely positive but it was also very kind of um it was a bit um enigmatic people were still going to go i have no idea what this game is about but i know that i kind of want to find out more and kind of continue to to kind of get involved um in terms of the game what what are people going to expect when they do sit down at a table and start to play unsettled i mean this is the probably the the nitty-gritty ridiculously terrible question to ask you but what is your game about (laughs) (laughs) tom well when you sit down to play unsettled um you're going to pick the planet that you want to play on so you'll Mm. pick a a planet environment and i don't i don't want to get too into it on on the show but no the game the game comes with a number of different planets and the planets are really the entire content of the game when you pick a planet, you are picking every single solitary c- piece of content that goes in, all the cards, all the chits, and you're going to plug them into the framework, which are the, the components that come in a separate box. Mm-hmm. And when you sit down to play the game, you are going to start the game with a number of objectives that you need to complete to survive. And before you is an unexplored planet. You're literally just standing on a ship tile. And you start exploring, and you're going to encounter creatures and discoveries and puzzles and strange things that come out dynamically and tell a little story each time you play that's going to be completely different every time and you're going to have to be witty and creative and find ways to complete the survival tasks that are set before you and it it's meaty it's 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 not a light party type game like it's a it's a crunchy Mm. thinky game um, that's the that's the um, category that that we're putting it in is crunchy thinky. Crunchy thinky, yeah. Survive, don't die. It's a, it's about the same level as vindication mm-hmm. in terms of learning curve. Yeah, um, but Vindica- it has vindication was quite easy though to to get the basics in. I mean, vindication. I was really surprised about how easy vindication was to play. Yeah, the I feedback think we feel get the same is about this. Y- yeah, it's it's easy to play and there's a little bit of a learning curve, right? So once yeah. you get it. Oh, this is easier than I thought. That's Same that, idea that's what's going to happen here, but it yeah. also is you know it is it is it is meaty. I mean, it, there's you have to work together. It's difficult to survive, and right. you know we've got hard modes built in. If if people think that they're you know super efficient and and really good at games, we will kill them you know, on this planet. They will not survive. And we wanted the game to have a lot of narrative flavor and really feel like you're experiencing a story. But what we didn't want to do was have you have to turn to page 56 and read exactly what we say happens next to you. So what happens is you encounter opportunities and these cards come out and each of them have one or two sentences of narrative that are fun and adventurous and wild. And then those cards that take place that exist in the moment so an opportunity comes out in the moment 
and each of them has yeah. a new unique action that's available temporarily on that particular part of the map. And so as you're playing the game, all these unique actions come out on the fly all over the place. And you can, well, I'm going to go over here and catch this creature. And then that creature makes me float. And then Mark's over there. And Mark's going to jump on the trampoline plant that shoots him across the planet. And yeah. you, so you end up telling the story about all these fun, wild, and crazy things. But it's So it creates a narrative, but it's not spoon-fed to you on rails. It's, it comes yeah. out organically. Does it um it doesn't require you to be like a role playing type group then? Because one of the one of the concerns with some people is I don't want to have to be acting out roles if I want if I don't want to. I want there still to be enough of a mechanical challenge that I can just sit through and play the game without feeling I have to bring in voices and role playing and stuff like that. People can, can very much engage with the game in that way. Even when Mark mm. and I are just playing to test a new idea and we aren't mm. even reading the flavor and we're just mm. crunching the numbers and building strategy, it's still mm. super fun. Yeah, I don't I don't personally really even like very many cooperative games and I and I pay, play very few party games. Those types of things are not my thing either. Uh, this game is there's a lot to think about. You have to work together. It is it is high strategy, uh, and there's a lot of resource management. You know, it's it's got a very Euro elements in it, um, mm-hmm. and that is that is the you know we talk a lot about those personality traits, but that's a very minor part of it, right? Those yeah. are almost like variable player powers, and the, so they yeah they're variable player connect, powers, that and it's totally mechanized. evolve over mm-hmm. over play. Yeah, in terms of kind of like uh, there's planets there, and you're engaging with the community to get the give them to, to get them to give you ideas for further planets have you been surprised by what people are kind of been submitting to you already yes yes and no i mean <laughs> at this point we can't really be surprised by the community because every time they overachieve on these things they, they their yeah. ideas are incredible and there is a absolute deluge of them i mean we have 170 of these full-on planetary concepts at this point. Many of them are paragraphs and paragraphs of world-building long. And Mm. some of the ideas are absolutely Mm mind-blowing. Like, we would have never thought of some of the things people are thinking of. Yeah, they. so, yeah, it's very much blowing our minds right now. You get into a planet stuck in time, and so one of my favorite concepts that I heard so far. So, you know, on some of the cards, the resources that you need haven't evolved yet, but on some of the cards, they've already gone extinct. And so you have to be at the right place at the right time to get the resource that you need because the planet's stuck in time. Somewhere. I'm actually really hot on that idea. I like the idea of if I take an action over here, it, it costs... Yeah no time but mm-hmm. if i move a couple spaces over it costs seven time because mm-hmm. time is moving more slowly there mm-hmm. and I, there was one i read last night where space is all distorted so you can look at the horizon and something looks like it's four miles away and then you can reach out and touch it <gasps> whoa i know <laughs> yeah this is the type of thing that we wanted to happen when we designed mm-hmm. this we call it a framework and i think for a lot of people that's kind of a scary thing it's it's really just an engine that that, that we can start to tell myriads of stories in and and make Mm -hmm. a game that is constantly changing and evolving so 10 years from now it's still getting play on your shelf because it's not the same old tired game now there's now there's 20 planets that that, you know that you can play so does that mean there's the opportunity you're going to welcome people that say two years down the line they've they've got their own rule set on bgg with kind of playable tokens and stuff like that are you going to be actively kind of encouraging that because that seems to be quite a big part of kind of board game geek um you know people bringing out kind of additional rule sets or how you can play as an faqs kind of that kind of thing and it's almost like a sometimes it's a silent part of the community you know it's not something that usually is kind of um championed and and heralded you know people can and, and yet there's people that they'll take a rule set and they'll say well actually if you do this slightly differently you get an entirely different game so you actually just saying from the beginning guys if you've got ideas just come to us and you know we're potentially going to put it in the, the game from the very very beginning and you know if you get involved in the kind of the kickstarter yeah yeah the game lends itself well to that absolutely the mm-hmm. the, the idea is that the rules are fairly straightforward and simple and you don't have to change the rules to completely mm-hmm. change the experience. You just change the way that the items behave, even though the rule for using them is the same. 
And with all the ideas that we have, I mean, we're only building one community planet now, but I mean, we've, yeah. we've systematically stored all the ideas that have been submitted and who knows what will happen in the upcoming months and years. Who yeah, well, knows? As I say, it's encouraging. <laughs> it's encouraging. It's encouraging to see, as I say, to see that, to see that there's a possibility for somebody to say, I want to make this happen for the game. And they've got the the framework to be able to go and do that. You see it in, um, you see it obviously naturally in kind of role playing games, your D and Ds and Pathfinders and things like that. People are given a framework and then they can go off and create their own stories. So it's kind of exciting to see that kind of opportunity, which what you would see a traditional board game that has set plays and set mechanics and potentially a set end. And this could be a case of well, you have to play through this like two or three times instead, which could be quite which could be quite cool. Um, yeah, there's nothing that could be more aligned with our heart as a company than creating a platform for other people mm-hmm. to express their creativity on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, one question that comes up, and I've seen it a couple of times from people who maybe didn't get involved in the Vindication campaign, is uh, people are saying stretch goals. Um, you know, what is stretchy and invisible? Stretch goals, what's, you know... What's stretching um, and invisible? Stretch goals, stretch goals. No stretch goals. But um, people have asked that question. And I've seen you, you basically come out and say, well, we're creating the best game that we can from the very, very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's already packed. I mean, we're... <clears throat> rather than string people along and, and and basically say, well, you'll get little pieces of this as we as we get more funding. Mm-hmm. Um, that approach, I, I know that it's popular and it's kind of trained people to think that they're getting more later. It's kind of that biggie size me mentality. Um, yeah. I, and, and maybe not for everybody. Um, I, I think there's uh, there's some appeal there. And, and I, mm. I get that. I, our approach is we're just going to give everything to everybody, right? Like we just want, like we put the thing together and we're, and we're giving it our all. This is like a child to us and we're going to, mm-hmm. we're not going to skip any steps and here's the whole thing. Like here's you don't the, have yeah. to yeah. come back on day 21 to see what you're missing. If you didn't, you know, like we just want it to be everything that it can be. And it's got so much expandability in the future that, you know, there's nah. opportunity down the road for for other things, but yeah, I mean, we just have a different approach. I mean, what what we're what we're putting together is an experience, and it's yeah, it's got components, right? It's got it's got pieces of cardboard and and plastic and stuff like that inside there. Yeah. But we don't we don't value our games based on how much they weigh or or how many cubes you get or how many cards there are. Mm-hmm. We, we, we what we want is people to think. That was incredible. I cannot wait to play it again. Let's play it again, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what we're putting together, and that's that's the that's the offering. Yeah, I think stretch goals, whether it's their intention or not, the the negative one of the negative effects of them is it trains people to commoditize their game experience to just being how much cardboard and plastic did I get, and that's the value of the game, and that's not yes. the value of a game. The value of Star Wars isn't how much did it cost them to press the disc. You know, the, the value of Star Wars is intangible, and it's the same with yeah. games. And I think yeah. one of the things that really appeals to people about Kickstarter is they want to be a part of an experience. They want to be part of a community thing. And getting more stuff piled at your feet isn't the most satisfying experience, in our opinion. We would rather you just get all the stuff on day one. There's no stretched out making your pledge worth what you paid for it mm-hmm. experience. But instead, the experience that you have as a community is making something, being creative together, engaging with each other in a fun and happy and fulfilling way, and not just standing there salivating for more stuff. Just have all the stuff. The stuff's coming anyway. Why not just get it right at the start? And yeah. then let's have a fun time together. Make something with us. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this together. Yeah. Let's have an experience inside the campaign because yeah. you're already getting yeah. everything. So, yeah. yeah. And it and I think that's um, the testament to that is the fact that as soon as, as we said, probably repeating ourselves, but from the beginning, is that people are jumping on the campaign before they know really anything about the game because of the experience, the positive experience that they had with the last campaign, mm-hmm. basically. 
and I think that's a huge testament to the kind of the community that you guys have built so far and I think that's why it was a case of as I say people just saying oh, I'm not what is what is it about and it's like just back it just you know here use my credit card for goodness sake. Just <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> here you go go and back it for a buck or something like that it's, and if you like it you can kind of expand it you know the thing that's funny about that is I guess what one of the, in one way what we're trying to do is give people a teaser trailer right like you don't watch the movie before you go pl- go watch the movie right you, you yeah. can't you can't share every nuance and detail about something you have to experience it and so yeah now i mean there is a threshold you have to know you know people have to make their own assessment about how valuable the proposition is and, and i get that mm-hmm. but to tom's point we don't want that measurement to be you know how many blue cubes come in or you know like how much stuff you get yeah. In fact, I'll be honest, our our goal is the opposite. We want to go as simple as we can and have the deepest possible experience that's memorable for yeah. years. Yeah. And 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 remove as much extraneous stuff as possible so that it's fast to set up, it's it's fun to play and you just absolutely it's one of your favorites. That's our goal. And um how much is price of entry? It's, it's $89, isn't it? Yep. Basically. So you've you've kept it under that kind of seems to be consistent hundred dollar threshold that you seem to be kind of kicking about a lot. It's a strange thing, and I'll and I'll just say it right. So like, I th- I think games modern board games cost a lot of money, and they cost a lot of money to ship too. That's just the reality. Yeah. That what we've built here kind of works against the goal of uh, on the onset works against trying to keep the price down because we've got kind of this core framework box that is required. But we've actually tried to make this more accessible and less and more affordable because mm. the planet boxes are going to retail for fourteen ninety five, right? Wow. So so like in the future, if we make more experiences that you can play multiple times with high replayability, they're gonna be fifteen dollars. Like that that's the goal. It's not fifty for the expansion. I mean, each one yeah. of these is a deep so once you have the core box, it's almost like a PlayStation, right? Like you buy the core box, has no games, and then you buy as many games as you want. And you play it on the system. I was, That's I was going to say it's like the Arkham LCG or something like that because yeah. their their expenses are about fifteen bucks, you know. So there is an investment on the front end to 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 do what we've had to do, right? It just is necessary. Uh, we're very transparent. I mean, yeah, MSRP on what you're getting on Kickstarter is going to start at like one hundred five, and I think it's going to end up being much higher than that. Um, yeah, but but it's it, it's definitely like people who back on Kickstarter are getting a lot more bang for their buck, and 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 we just want to reward that. No, I think that no. board game design and development is like its own high strategy game in and of itself. It's like how <laughs> yes. much experience can we pack into how small of a box? How much is it going to cost to ship that? Okay, so could we make it any flatter? And would yeah. that take away yeah. from the experience? How much is that going to cost to ship? You know, it's like its own internal environment of a high strategy game. It's funny because yeah, the there's a there's we're in a difficult position because the, you know there. People are very concerned about the cost. They're very concerned about the shipping, but then they also want to see a thousand stretch goals. And so it's like, I, I don't know where that balance is. And so we're just going to bring the best games that we can and not worry yeah. about either one of those things. Yeah, no. And I, and I think it's, um, I, again, it's like the proof is in the fact that you've got so many people kind of backing you and willing to go on the journey with you. you know, yeah, we and hit it's over 4,000 today. Woo! Yeah, very grateful. We're very it's grateful. Just, no, it's it's kind of um, I don't know. I seem like this is like the sycophant show, but um, it's kind of well deserved based on that you've you've put a, a hell of a lot of work into it, and that it's not a case that you've kind of got lucky. You can tell that it's like you've you've worked your ass off to get where you are, and building the community has taken a awful work, and building up the trust has taken an awful lot of work, and having people just continually engaging with people always kind of takes an awful lot of work um, and in some cases it's an awful lot more work than some other businesses are prepared sometimes to do and I think that's one of the overriding factors that makes you different and has kind of helped push the campaign to where it's going to go and it's still got so long to go I mean you said was it January 8th <laughs> it's going to finish so it's like they're still <laughs> Look at him laugh at you know, it. <laughs> it's just like so much like 
I don't know where where you're going to go now. You know, have you have you have you pondered six figures, Mister Nightlinger? How have you thought? Do you want me could to it answer? be six figures? You mean seven could figures? It mil- <laughs> could it be? Could it be? A, oh, well, oh, uh-huh. no, a million. Yes, okay, a million then. <laughs> <laughs> math. You're so we good hit, at math. We hit six figures. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, we all kind of hope and wish and dream, and and you know that would be a, a big milestone for us. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say we we have mentioned that, and and we're super hopeful. I don't know if it'll happen, and if it does, that would be fantastic. Um. Mm. It would it would really help us kind of do more of this. Um, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of hardworking people here that I you know I want to take care of and um, mm. that I think we all want to take care of the community and so we'll be able to do more with that. Um, I I don't know what to expect and quite honestly we're prepared for for anything. Uh, we're prepared for whatever happens. Um, if it if it if it stops right now, then it stops right now and we'll keep doing what we're yeah. doing. Um, we're very confident in what we've done though. So I really just don't have anything but, um, high hopes and we're Um, keep our hopes where they should be high. The reason we're able to, to put in the work you're talking about is because we're passionate about what we, what we're doing and Mm. we believe that we're doing it for the right reasons. No, no one here is focused on that seven figures. No one here is focused on this thing as a product where the whole goal for us is completely different from that. And so the, the victory or defeat doesn't come down to the, the dollar sign at all. And the willingness to wake up at four in the morning and get home at midnight doesn't come from the fact that we're really excited about making a product. That's not the driving force. Yeah, we want yeah. to be creative and we want to make as many friends as we can. <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't want to We're just those obsessed I mean, with friends. Yeah, yeah we, we just, just love want people. people to give around with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want, yeah, we just want to live and that gift, gift life. What else is there? <laughs> There's Reese's Pieces. You're right. That's right. <laughs> that, that, you know, I'm just, just going to put you. I'm just that shine wears mind. off eventually, Richard. I'm sorry to tell you. Eventually, they're just, re- they're just M&Ms. <laughs> With a little peanut butter on yeah. the inside. I am but curious to dive into the Smarties dynamic, though, because yeah. you describe Smarties as being like M and M's, and we have they're Smarties, not. and they're not even remotely. They're like, like M&Ms. T- they're like they're like tablet sugar Compressed pressed together. Sugar, yeah, yeah, they're like chewing on medicine. Smarties. Delicious, it's, delicious medicine. Really? So that's not what you were explaining. That's a very different product. It's a whole. It's a whole different. It's a whole different. It's like we're the same. We're in the same world, but we're on completely different we're, planets. We're going to send this each other concept. some Smarties. <laughs> yes, okay, Smarties so exchange. You said. Send me some Smarties. I will send you some Smarties, and our eyes will be open. I think ours will I'm, lose. I don't like them. The white ones. Let's get the big ones. Let's just let's gross. let's take care of. Richard. Are those even <laughs> called Smarties? <laughs> yes, they're called oh, okay. Smarties. Let's get them. Aren't the big ones some, we'll get them something different? Out. You're talking um, about Neckos. Yes, Neko which Neckos? Are, <laughs> are you have Neckos over there? No, those are old school but we're, candy. But we are start. But we are starting to get all the strange American candies because what happens is you get <laughs> strange these American, American candies. candies. Well, they are strange American. The strange American candies is the name of my second album for my punk band. <laughs> um, but there's what what you get nowadays is you get like you get like these YouTube kids. Oh, YouTube and they come kids. on and they go and kids, you know it. and they're like they're all like perfect teeth and you don't know how they've got perfect teeth because they seem to spend like 15 minutes just stuffing the sourest of candies in their faces it's all these super you know super you know milk duds and stuff like that we're starting to get things like milk duds over here and the reason that we're getting that is because you've got some kid who gets like 17 million views every time he opens up a super sour candy box and starts stuffing his face with it that the the supermarket chains over here have started importing the stuff in from America because it's starting to sell. Because the YouTube so kids like, are changing the world. Yeah, That's right. YouTube, milk YouTube words, kids are changing the world. Milk are go. from They've like the like, 1930s, Richard. How far back we are you? Richard's like ordering things off the internet and they're coming um, shipped and packed in coffee. Hidden in crates. I'm actually on that planet that if you move like six feet, you go forward like 15 years. So that's what's happening. And time here. goes very slowly. I just, <laughs> I just went, I just went over there to like turn the turn the power on for the laptop just to stop the battery from going, and um, I actually went sixty years back into the past. So yeah. you know, here we, are. here we are, literally speaking to us from nineteen eighty seven. That's it. Is this when like somebody says, 
60, 60 years ago was 1974 or something like that. You know, that's what it'll be. That's what it'll be soon. Okay. Um, I can only wish you the best of luck with the rest of what's going to happen on, on Unsettled. It doesn't need my help, blessing or anything like that. It's going to be like a, a juggernaut of immense proportions. Um, the other thing I would like to touch on and I want people to kind of um, check out is... Um, the reason that the sound quality on this episode is going to sound so absolutely bing-bang marvellous is that you have the equipment, um, hopefully not in your hand, um, but you record your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You record your own podcast, which is the the Outpost podcast, which is um, takes the unusual step of being a company that is involved in designing board games, not necessarily even talking about board games, but talking about business, talking about strategies, taking time to... One of the latest episodes I listened was when you all sat around and said, this is what I like about you, this is what I like about myself. And, um, I loved that. And that, can, See, that was the so I just, much. I just totally... I loved the fact that I think that was maybe one of Teresa's first episodes on... So she was kind of like, oh my goodness, I've got to tell everybody why I like myself. <laughs> what have I done? Right. I've made a I brought grave my, mistake. I brought my oatmeal dragon. <laughs> that's right. <sighs> um, but that seems to be going quite well. And for I'm just wanting to make people aware of it for people who are wanting to find out kind of like, you know, the I guess the kind of the, the great and terrible laws, the, the people that sit by, behind the curtain. And also gives a kind of kind of validates the how genuine you are as people as well because you get to hear kind of like your strategies your thoughts your feelings um and everything like that in this podcast so i I think you know i think the first episode that you did we actually put on our feed you know but i i still kind of listen on a regular basis but do you i mean have i covered it do you want to give us a little bit of an elevator pitch on the the Outpost podcast? Well, the Outpost podcast is really focused much more on creativity than anything else. You know, we mm. consider everyone in our community to be people who have shared values of of thinking bigger, right? Of being able to take their life and whatever they have going on with their life and think bigger. Um, what more can you do? What can you do if you access your creativity? And then we like to be able to give a behind the scenes look of what it's actually like to live a creative life. Because yeah. sometimes people think it's, you know, everything's greener on the other side. And sometimes it sucks. And sometimes there's part of it that are really, really hard. Um, so that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, this next episode that we're going to be putting out um, is about world building. Um, so I thought that was super fitting for during our campaign as we are asking the community to work with us to build a new planet. Um, so we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about what our process is for world building um, and probably gush on how amazing the community has been in world building so far. It's just going to be an hour of us reading their ideas out loud Seriously. in dramatic voices. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> In a planet made of marshmallows, the toffee-nosed boy is king. Um, and, you know... Um, <laughs> so many questions. By the way, you There's a lot there. By the way, you should have seen... I'm going to... If we really do get to read some of those in dramatic voices... I, I did the narration on the video for um, for Unsettled, but like I had to do about fifteen takes because it was like Lacey, you're you're still a little too dramatic. Okay, you're still can you can you talk like a normal person? Like, no, we're talking about about things. I I don't know, I don't know, but I want the opportunity to read it, those as dramatically as possible. We'll allow it. Okay. It will we'll we'll force you to be normal. We know that's not easy for <laughs> I you. I didn't like it. <laughs> I think it turned out... It will out, be allowed. I understand now why it, why it was that way. It, it sounds very good with everything that was going on, but like I wanted a little more drama. <laughs> I you kind t- of played... You were like the straight man in the, in the piece, which exactly. was kind of like... Which was kind of really, really interesting to me. Because when I... Because I, I must admit, when I first heard the voiceover, I went, I, went, I can't tell... <laughs> If that's Tom, if that's Lacey. Oh, nice. <laughs> because, and then as I got, and I went, oh, it is, you know, it is Lacey. So there you go. But it was fantastic. Um, If people have listened along tonight and they've went, I just need to cover myself. I want to find myself a, an cover orange myself nebula orange duvet nebula. blanket, put the biggest talk duvet I can find and then just cover myself from head to toe. 
in that wonderful orange nebula warmness and fluffiness. Um, where do you exist on the internet webs? Where can we find you? So on social media, you can find us at Orange Nebula, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our website, orangenebula.com. Sign up for our newsletter. That's where we send all of the best stuff. Um, and mm -hmm. then finally, we've got, we have three Facebook groups now. So we've got the Outpost community, which is basically a bunch of memes and talking about pop culture -y things all the time. We've got mm -hmm. the Vindication board game group where people are sharing their experiences, asking questions. And the the hot group right now is, is the Unsettled group um, on Facebook where everybody's hyping up and... I don't know. It's very fun. Where they're currently ripping up that video and turning it into crazy gifts. Yes, yeah. that's what's happening. It's a madhouse, which is and we love deserved. It. Utterly. Did I utterly, miss anything? Ut utterly. I think deserved. that's everything. No, that's I don't. Where we are. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. We will obviously make sure that the, the 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 links are put in the show notes, and the show notes are spread far and wide, like. Um, oh, I know where else we are. Kind of, where else are we? We're on Kickstarter. Oh, and board game. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and that, the, the Outpost <laughs> podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, all over the place. All the all the good places. All the good places and all the bad places where you can get podcasts as it's well. It's an RSS you know, feed, man. You don't get to pick, really. <laughs> no, it just goes wherever it wants. It goes wherever it wants to. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then there's a couple of places that you can go. You can go to the internet web search for we're not wizards and you'll find us in all the different kind of worn out faces worn out places <laughs> bright and early for the daily races you'll find us on twitter <laughs> and instagram and facebook and you'll find us on our blog which is blogspot which is we're not wizards.blogspot.com you'll find our website which is um we're not wizards.com um we've got this like a shop on amazon for some reason because we're now an, an official influencer <gasps> Wow, no idea. congratulations. Yeah. Go, seriously, yeah. If you go to amazon.co.uk forward slash shop forward slash we're not wizards, you'll see a list of all the games that we've talked about that are available to buy on Amazon. And if you buy them from Amazon, then we are paid shells and we get like a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a kickback from that. If you have liked what you've listened to today, there's two things you can do. The first thing is go and find the Outpost podcast on iTunes and go and subscribe and listen to it. And you can thank me later. You're welcome. The other thing you can do is go and check us, us out on the various podcast catchers of choice. The ones that have got the word pod in them, the ones that have got the word cast in them, and the ones that have got neither like Player FM. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can give us a subscription, a rating, or a review. As we always say, Tuck Tuck says, don't give 10 stars because it makes me big-headed and, you know, these it's guys can see my head. Yeah. And on the other side, don't give us one star because it makes us sad. Give us something in the middle, like a five, because <laughs> it's average. <laughs> and we're just a little bit average. But the people who have not been average tonight, I give you Tom. Mm-hmm. With his flowing locks, I give you. Look at they're amazing. Mm. I want, I'm going to. I'm going to tear that video. I'm going to slow it down. It's like you just stepped out of a salon. <laughs> um, I give <laughs> give you Lacey with her infection, infectious enthusiasm. That's right. And I give you Mark, who is he's sitting in the middle like <laughs> a Mark sandwich, crazy and he's the heart be. of the just group. Rethinking all his life choices. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so. And thinking about whether or not you should have just stayed on another podcast. Um, but thank you very, very much for coming on the show. We appreciate you so much. Thank Richard, you, Richard, we do appreciate you. And your show is amazing. And you are a very, very creative individual. And we're glad to have you in our life. Thank mm -hmm. you. 100%. And thank th you. This is why we made the game, really, if we're, if we're being straightforward. For Richard, so how do we get Richard again. to call us again? Yeah. yeah. So let's make a game. <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You know, Reese's Pieces, Smarties, what? whatever. I, if we'd known it was that easy, we wouldn't have had to make this game. We could just send some Reese's Pieces Wasted over. Wasted effort. Some Reese's Pieces. Yeah. You'll know better next time. Yes, now, now we've learned. <laughs> but but until the next time, it's a, it's a goodbye from Mark. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Mark. It's a goodbye from Tom. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. It's a goodbye from Lacey. Say goodbye, Lacey. Goodbye, Lacey. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> Remember, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful. Episode four's out. Until the next time. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
wizard is never linked. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm -hmm. 